This is Glenn McQuaid. And this is Larry Fessenden. And you're listening to... Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you decided to join me on this little journey. I hope you'll take a deep breath now. A deep breath. And just relax and listen with me. Because wherever you think you are, maybe you're settled in your favorite chair. Or maybe you're at the mall. Or tidying up. Or feeding little Timmy. Perhaps you're having an old friend over for dinner. Or setting off on a road trip late at night. Wherever you thought you were, well, look again, listener. For you have crossed over. You are no longer where you thought you were. You are now... The Pale. Greetings, listener, and welcome to another episode of Tales from Beyond the Pale. It seems all of our usual suspects have been out partying it up over the holiday weekend, because today the Pale mailbox is empty. Well, we don't celebrate holidays here at Pale headquarters, so it looks like I'll have to pilfer through my own archives to see if there's anything appropriate for today's tale. Let's take a look. Oh, no, no, that's wholly inappropriate. Hmm, dare I tell this story? No, perhaps not. Oh, wait, yes, here's one that seems just about perfect for today's episode. Ah, yes, The Hole Digger, by yours truly, and starring my dear old pals from The Last Winter, James LeGros and Kevin Corrigan. It's a personal one, this, for it is indeed based on my own childhood experience, a memoir, as it were, a recollection of something sinister, something uncanny that I want to share with you. So settle, listener, settle, settle, and let me take you knee-deep into a world of childhood mystery and intrigue to a place close to my heart, a place that is, I think you'll agree, far beyond the pale. The Hole Digger by Larry Fessenden. Nikki, are you all right? Nikki! Nikki, come on. Nikki! I'm, I'm all right. Jesus, what happened? I don't know. I got scared. You know there's a drop up there and the current gets strong. All right? I mean, you panic and the water will get the best of you. All right? Are you all right? Yeah. You know, God, good thing I was there. I was just about to go clamming, and I only came back because I forgot the rake. Mom says you're not supposed to leave me. Yeah, well, Nikki, you have to get better at swimming. I mean, I'm not going to be by your side forever, you know. Okay, Tommy, okay. I will never forget the feeling right, are you all right? of water closing in over me. Of looking up and not being able to break the surface, knowing I couldn't breathe down where I was. My brother Tommy saved me that day. Oh, on, he always wanted to be a hero. 
And to me, he always was. Don't tell Mom. Why not? Look, she's just gonna worry herself sick, okay? And Dad's not around to make her feel better till Friday. Okay, Nikki? You'd think that would have been the biggest thing that happened that summer. But it wasn't. Not by a long shot. Mom, we're home! Wash your sand off your feet before coming in the house. Alright. Supper's ready in 20 minutes. So, how was the beach today? Uh, it's fine. Right, Nick? Yeah, it was fine, Mom. My mom took care of me and my brother during the week, and my dad showed up for weekends. Only, sometimes he didn't show. Made my brother real antsy. Dad's home Friday or Saturday. Well, we'll see. He's supposed to call. Take your dishes to the sink if you're finished, Tommy. You too, Nick. You boys want dessert? No. Cards before bed? No. Cape Cod, where I've been every summer since I can remember. Chatham, I always say, is on the elbow of the Cape, and that's where we were. Summers got hot, and me and my brother slept in rooms separated by a wall we could talk through. Inky black. There were no streetlights out where we were. You could keep your eyes as big as saucers and not see anything if there wasn't a moon. My brother loved the dark. He loved the night. You hear that, Nikki? Yeah. You know what they say, Nikki? What? The song of the whippoorwill. He did death today, Nikki. Quit saying that. I don't want to think about it. Death's gotta find someone else now. Quit it or I'll tell Mom what happened. I tell her you weren't watching me because you went clamming. And only the rake saved me. Hey, you tell her I'll punch you. You punch me, I'll tell Dad. Yeah? Well, Dad isn't around. Well, quit trying to scare me. I saved you, didn't I? Yeah. You think you could save me? Come on, Tom. I'm going to sleep. And that's how it ended. That day I almost drowned. in my bed I barely breathed only the coming of the light that creeping blue of dawn gave relief 
was out there with the shovel. Real or imagined. He quit too when the light broke. It's only then that I fell asleep. And it seemed like seconds later, Tommy was teasing me awake. Hey, sleepyhead, come on. Morning, Nick. Come sit down and eat your breakfast. Morning, Mom. Tommy, you sit down too and finish your eggs. We lived on an acre of land in a shingled house perched on a bluff that rolled down to the low shrubs and dwarfed oaks, tidal marsh, and then the beach. Long, flat sandbars that stretched to the sea when the tide was low. I don't care what Mom says, okay? We got these clams with our own bare hands on the beach in front of our house. Nobody's gonna tell us we can't eat them. Yeah, but we didn't have a permit. Well, Dad will understand, okay? You're too young to get it, Nikki, all right? Sometimes you follow the rules, and sometimes you don't. And growing up is knowing which is which. What? Tommy, why, why are we going this way? All right, come on. It was in that middle part between the beach and the house, that place where the trees were bent and gnarly, and there's a web of berry bushes and mossy pines that no man's land between our yard and the shore. That's where we first found the hole. Hey. Look at that. That's weird. What is that? It's a hole. It's weird. Yeah, you said that. Who could have done it? I heard it. Last night, I heard the digging. Nikki, you can't hear all the way down here from the house. I heard it, Tommy. Kept me up all night. No. What was he digging for? Well, there's only one thing. What? Buried. Treasure? I didn't see how this hole could be a hole for treasure. The hole went straight down, like a tube almost. Six feet down, but only three feet round. It barely made sense how he could have used a shovel. We wanted to fill it in. Hey, hey Tommy, you be careful. That sand will cave right in if you get too close. Don't worry. All right, come on, help me. Well, come on, Nick. Aren't you going to help? Jesus, a hole like this, someone could break their neck. Don't want to tell mom. She'll just freak out. Well, we'll tell dad. Well, yeah, if he comes up this weekend. All right, that's good. Is she back to the house? Hey, no fair, Tommy. It was all I could do to keep from telling mom about the hole, but Tommy didn't want to. He liked having secrets from my mother, because he felt she kept secrets from him. Spit! Oh, wait, no, I, 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 I,
asleep. I can't tell anymore if the sound woke me, or if it was me who conjured it out of the night sounds, gathering them and mixing them with the rhythm of my heartbeat. It seemed impossibly loud. How could it be so loud coming all the way down from the beach? Or maybe this pirate, this grave digger, this demonic percussionist came closer each night. It was as if I was being stalked, pursued, enveloped. Maybe Tommy was right. Maybe it was death itself come to reclaim its prize, which Tommy had snatched from its clutches. I imagined a massive, bent figure, cloaked in black, blowing rags, head and hands obscured, with some twisted, otherworldly tool. The rays had fell into the sand, making that impossible hole. There was no end to my nightmare. I felt instead I was falling down into it as the blackness of sleep enveloped me, closed in over me. Ready about? Hardly. What's the matter? Pulling the jib. My hands hurt. Oh, come on. What's eating you? You haven't said a word all day. Nothing. Ready about? Hardly. Good race. We didn't win. We sailed a good race. Right? That's what counts. Have some self-respect, Nick. Tommy? What is it? Last night? Yeah. I heard it. What? The hole digger. It was the first time I'd said the words. Just saying it gave me a chill. Made it real. Tommy was quiet too. He seemed to sink into a funk, and it kind of took the fear out of me because now I got worried about his mood. We walked home in silence. But as soon as we got in the door and dropped off the oars and the sails, we headed back toward the bank that led to the shore. Where are you going? I'm gonna go see. You coming? It was more frightening than before. I had been able to convince myself it was all part of a night terror, all part of my foolish imagination. But there it was. It was deeper than before. Must have been seven feet deep. And at the bottom, it curved out of sight. The sight of it made my blood run cold. How could it be there? It seemed to be an impossible manifestation of my dreams, an intersection between the real and imagined. Don't get any closer, Tommy. Whoa. Look at this. I rake. Wait, how, how'd I get here? Dad's shovel. 
Wait, what's going on? I'm scared. This guy's been up to the house. Stealing our stuff. We gotta tell Mom this time. Yeah, I guess so. Don't... Don't touch those, in case the cops come. Right. Wait a minute, slow down. We've got to call Dad. He should be here. This guy's been up to the house, Mom. Tommy, you know your father is spending time away. This doesn't change anything. Well, what are you gonna do? Well, we can call Uncle Clancy. Oh, Mom! He's not gonna know what to do. I'm calling him right now. He can get here in the morning. Why won't you call Dad? You can call your father if you want to, if that's what this is about. Why don't you call him? Your father and I are taking some time. I don't want to hear it. Oh, sweetie. Come here. No. Tommy. Nikki, I'm sorry about your brother. Everything changed for me then. Maybe that's the moment I understood that our dad wasn't going to be around anymore. Maybe I saw why Tommy was so determined to be strong. He went to bed that night without supper. Mom knocked at his door, but he wouldn't come out. Tommy? 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 Tommy, please. Tommy didn't answer, and he didn't come out. My mom and I didn't have much to say that night. She just seemed... sad. I turned in early and lay in bed, listening for the hole digger, but didn't hear anything. Just the sound through the wall of Tommy snoring. And I thought, it's funny. I hadn't heard that on the nights when there'd been digging. My mom called Uncle Clancy and told him to come down and look at the hole. He showed up in that old Pinto he used to drive with the wooden sideboards. I can't imagine how old that car was or how come it still drove back then. Hi, Clancy. Hey, sis, what's all the fuss? Hey there, Nick. Where's Tommy? Oh, he's still asleep. Well, I'd be too if you hadn't dragged me out to the Cape on short notice. You got coffee brewing, Nancy? Oh, yes. Come inside. What's new and different, sport? Nothing. Nothing? That's not what I heard. Come on inside, tell me what's got everyone's nerves jangled. You don't say. As deep as that? Seven feet? Well, how'd a guy dig a hole like that? Straight down and why? We don't know, Clancy. That's why we called you. How am I supposed to know? I can take a look for sure, but we need to call the local authorities. Especially if this guy's been on the property stealing stuff. Well, well, he has. We found that shovel and rake down there. Pretty cocky bastard to just help himself to stuff out of the garden shed. I don't know if I want to call the town. They're just going to have me filling out paperwork. They'll give it the once over and tell us to fill it in and walk away. We already filled it in once before. Oh, well, look who it is. How are you, Tommy? I'm okay, Uncle Clancy. Glad you could join us. I'll make you some eggs, honey. It's okay, Mom. Have some eggs, Tommy, and then let's go find this hole of yours. It's not my hole. Right, we found it is all. Twice. We filled it in, and then it was dug again. Your brother was saying... Nick says he can hear the guy digging from up here. But that isn't true. It's not possible. If my dad was here, he'd find out who did it. Well, who do you think did it? How am I supposed to know? Well, don't you have a theory? Oh, yeah, sure. Escaped convict. Burying bank robbery money. And he only digs at debris because he needs the first light of dawn. Well, this is going to be interesting. Eat your eggs, honey. Nance... You should call the police. 
Just let's do this the right way. If it's true what the boys say, there's some real mischief going on down there. All right, Clancy. Mom agreed to call the police. She would have fought my father. She would have fought us boys. But she always did what Clancy said. She saw him through rose-colored glasses, all right. Her big brother could do no wrong. The cop didn't come till almost three o'clock, and by then Uncle Clancy had cracked open his first beer of the day. Me and Tommy were out on the lawn shooting the water from the hose against the house, making wet patterns on the gray shingles. Dad would have said we were wasting water, but Tommy did it anyway. He knew Mom wasn't going to tell us to stop. Seeing the cop car drive up to the house, things seemed to change. It was like we were involved in something serious. Some sort of crime. We turned the hose off. Boys, this is Officer Grant. He wants you to take us to the hole. Officer Grant was a big, round fellow. Not so much jolly as bloated. It was hard to see how you could get that big, being around all this fresh air and fresh food. But I guess he spent most of his time in the squad car. He sure didn't seem used to trudging through the underbrush, his shoes sinking into the sand. <clears throat> Is this the way, boys? Um, yes, sir. Is this way, Nick? Well, yeah, like Tommy said. The way he was asking questions, it felt like he wanted us to admit something. Like it was us who had done something wrong. Or maybe he thought it was a hoax. Like we dug the hole to get attention. Or maybe he thought it wasn't going to be there at all. But it was there. Just the way we left it. Seven feet deep. And just three feet around. Wow, that's super weird. Uh, when did you say you first encountered this? It was on Sunday in the afternoon. We filled it in and it was dug out the next night. Tommy, why didn't you tell me? Wow, that is weird. It's gotta be drugs. And that, that's our shovel and our rake. He took it from the house? That's weird. But that's what, what, we, what we've been trying to tell you. Well, good thing we have you here to tell us that everything is weird, Clancy. Well, well, it seems to me someone's been trying to bury something out here, and just as they get the hole dug, they run out of time. And then you fellas come along, fill it in, so he has to start all over again. What do you say, Officer Grant? That sounds about right. It's weird. It would just fit a person, right? They say that Nostradamus was buried standing up so no one could walk on his grave. We've got a lot of useful information, Clancy. What do you make of it, Officer Grant? I'd say someone doesn't want to be seen. Not many people around these parts, especially at night. They wanted to either bury something or dig it up. They might have a map that tells them this is a spot where there's a treasure. All kinds of shipwrecks on these shores over the centuries. Maybe there's a map that says this is the spot. They dig deep and narrow as they could so they didn't tire themselves out making a big hole. Might be a treasure, might be some money they buried here after a robbery or a drug deal. Maybe that old tree marked the spot. Maybe it was a group of fellas... And this one's trying to get the jump on the others. Could be a long time ago. Whatever it is that's down there got put down there. Well, that's some mighty fine deducing, Officer Grant, but it could just as easily be someone setting a trap. A trap? What kind of a trap? Trap for what? Do you think so? Well, now, are you sure you didn't all have anything to do with digging this hole? Why would we? Well, it is your shovel's done the digging. That's absurd, isn't it? 
Tommy? It's absurd, isn't it? Nick. Well, don't look at me. He's the one that found it. We don't even take this route usually. So why'd you happen to come this way, Tommy? Because... Because Nicky almost drowned and I pulled him out and, and I wanted to get home quick, so he took this shortcut, that's all. What? When did this happen? On Sunday. That wasn't the day we found the home. And you didn't tell me? I didn't want to worry you. That wasn't the day we found the home. Who's looking after these kids during the day? Hey, hey, there's no need to start asking leading questions. I'm just doing my job. Well, then shouldn't you get down in that hole and see what's at the bottom of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you can see that's not going to happen. Oh, my God. Nikki, are you all right? I'm fine, Mom. That's why we didn't want to tell you, because we knew you'd be upset. It wouldn't have happened if Dad was around. Tommy, that is not fair. Unless that's a threat. No, Mom, he, he just means... You're going to have to get a few things clear, Tom. Talking to your mother like that. You're not the father here? No, I'm the uncle. Well, that's good, because you weren't setting a very good example drinking at this hour in front of these kids. Mind your own business. You are going to have to understand that your father just isn't going to be around as much anymore. Why are you saying that, Mommy? I think we should fill in this hole before somebody gets hurt. Don't throw your bottle in there, Clancy. It's not a trash can. It's six feet down. Break it before it's covered. Here's a stick, Tommy. Wash us. Didn't break at all. You can't break a bottle with a stick. Well, let's look for a rock. We just fill the hole? Come on. All right, now, look out. Step back. You know, it's not like we've never been near this hole before. Just step back. Push that sand in. Just don't fall down now. It's gone. It's gone. Bottle's gone. That's about as much of a help as Officer Grant was. We filled in that hole. Each one of us, for their own reasons, wanted it to go away. And then we all traipsed up the steep path to the house. Officer Grant was breathing hard in and out like he was scaling a mountainside. And he told us to be back in touch if there were any further disturbances. We took the shovel and the rake, and locked it in the garden shed, and put the key in the bowl in the living room where no one would think to look. Mom made Clancy stay the night because she said she needed the company. And besides, he was slurping down bottles of beer as soon as we got back to the house. We had pasta for dinner and tried to play cards, but no one was really in the mood. It was the first time Mom had heard about the drowning, and it made her feel rattled. It was the first time anyone had said out loud that Dad wasn't going to be around much anymore. And it was the first time that Clancy had heard his little sister tell him to grow up. Me? All I could do was look out the big picture window in the living room and watch the night sky darken and close in over the house like water over a drowning boy. It was inky black outside when I crawled into bed. Good night, Clancy. I think you've had enough. Uh, you wonder why I don't fit so much. What are you nagging from you now that months past? What is this kid's father, anyway? Maybe he's down there digging his hole. It's his shed with a shovel. All right, stop. I don't know why I call you. I let the sounds of the night fade away into perfect silence. Let my mind go empty. My eyelids heavy with fatigue. And I was out.
Tommy. 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 Mom, what is it? Okay, can't you hear it? Tommy's down at the hole. Nick. Tommy. What's going on? What is? What is it? What's going on? Tommy, I think I think we, I can hear Tommy down at the hole. I think. Tommy! 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 Tommy, Tommy wait! Tommy! Tommy! Hold Tommy. on, Tommy! Tommy! Tommy, hold on! Tommy! Tommy, wait up! Tommy! found Tommy's fingers sticking out of the sand. The rest of him was buried. After we got him out, they said he had sand in his lungs like he was gulping it down when the walls caved in around him. But I know Tommy wouldn't have panicked stuck in that hole. I know what killed him. It was the hole digger. sure, and a reminder to hold to and cherish your loved ones, for tomorrow is not guaranteed. We hope you dug it. Until next time, folks, this is Fezzenden signing off. You have just listened to The Hole Digger, written and directed by Larry Fessenden. Produced by Larry Fessenden, Glenn McQuaid, and Lisa Wisely. Featuring the voice talents of James LeGrow, Kevin Corrigan, Heather Robb, Joel Garland, Owen Campbell, and Tobias Campbell. Original score by Dave Agar. Theme music by Jeff Grace. Sound supervisor, Tom Effinger. Re-recording mixer, Eric Gittleson. Sound design, John Moros. Assistant editor, Jeff Seeley. Vice and Foley recordist, John Moros. Location recordist, John Moros and Larry Fessenden. Foley artist, Sean Brennan, Digit in-house producer, Alicia Loving. Audio Post Facility, Digit Audio Inc. Copyright, Glass Eye Picks, 2010. Join us for a special October treat with the very first Tales from Beyond the Pale read-alongs, suitable for all ages except perhaps the very young or the very impressionable. That's not there. And Simon is hiding. Also, The Mask. A short presentation only on Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. <laughs>